wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Saturday night, and I bet 90% of the fans are still kind of upset about what happened on Monday with Sasha and Asuka. We will get to that in a minute, I promise. Okay, so... With this podcast, we usually do a lot of WWE, NXT, and then we dabble with AEW. But, of course, we do want to highlight other promotions as well. And one that's been in the forefront lately has been Impact Wrestling. So, I figured, who do I know that has the most Impact knowledge? And I looked to, and I found one of my guys who I work with at Wrestling News World. He is our quote-unquote, impact guru. So let's welcome Javon York to the podcast. Hello, sir. Thank you for having me. No, it's definitely our pleasure. Thank you for helping us like, get a little bit more insight into impact wrestling. So let me just kind of first off, we kind of have a little bit of a tradition here on the podcast. If it's your first time, uh, we usually like to ask, how did you become the wrestling fan that you are today? Well, interesting enough, I became wrestling fan over a cash-in. I was randomly watching TV, and I saw The Miz cashing in on Randy Orton to become WWE champion. I was like, hmm, this seems really interesting. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand why people are booing, why this little girl in the audience is really mad and upset. I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on here. But then that caught my eye, so I just started to tune in and everything. And then I was also kind of mad that Wade Barrett didn't end up winning the championship after I saw, you know, I went back and watched the, everything on the network. Uh-huh. I was like, Wade Barrett should have been champion and he should have beaten Randy for the title. But, you know, Miss had a good run with it. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. But that's how I became a wrestling fan. That's how I became a, well, I won't say like a wrestling fan, but that's how I became like a WWE fan. All right. Well, what uh, geared, you, geared you towards Impact? What geared me towards Impact was a match I caught right at the very end. It was Tara versus Mickey James, and they were in mm-hmm. a steel cage match, and they were main eventing. And Mickey had did this huge death press off the top of the cage. Wow! And and ended up winning the match, and that's what caught my eye into women's wrestling and to Impact in general. And I wanted to check out Impact and see what they're all about. Nice, nice, uh, Jolie. Yeah, now you have something for him? Yep, hold on. Um, how would you describe Impact to people that aren't really watching it now? Um, I mean, I used to watch it back in the day when it was the six-sided ring, and you had AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Um, so how would you now describe how Impact is for fans who don't really watch it? Ooh, that's a tough question. That's a really, really tough question because... I'm not good. I don't really. I really don't know how to this to describe it. Cause I, well, like I don't know. Cause yes, it's an alternative to WWE, and a lot of people don't seem to like Impact Wrestling due to the stigma that it has. Cause it does carry a negative stigma with everything that happened with Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter and everything. But during that era, it was also one of the best eras that they've had in, T- in TNA and Impact Wrestling. With AJ Styles still being there, and they had Magnus and Eric Young there by coming up and becoming world champion, stepping up their game and craft. So I would describe Impact Wrestling more as like an indie alternative to 
WWE, like kind of like an AEW almost, where they're taking like major indie stars and people that you won't really recognize like now, like Kira Hogan, Tasha Steeles, and Eddie Edwards and, and guys like that. You want girls, guys and girls like that. You won't really like know them, but I would say to check them out. And then when I get people to try to watch Impact Wrestling, I usually show them a list of matches. So I my go-to match that I always tell people to watch would be Gail Kim versus Taryn Terrell at Slammiversary, their last knockout standing match. I always tell people to watch that one. And I would also tell people to watch the the feud between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Actually, yeah, those I will agree that those are two great feuds. Um, yeah, no, that's actually a pretty good way of describing it. I mean, I do remember watching it when Gail Kim went over because they really treated her a lot better than how she was treated in WWE. That's actually how I had gotten originally enter, um, into uh, TNA Impact Wrestling was because of her. And then the whole Aces and Eights thing because you had Sons of Anarchy on TV and you yes. had them doing it at the same time. So I love the Aces and Eights as well. And it's like I remember when you were like telling me about like Hogan and Steele. Steel. Yeah, those two girls are crazy. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Kayla, I think I think you had one for him also. Um, give us a rundown about the Impact Champions and what do they bring to the promotion? Uh, okay, so the Impact Champions they had just start. They had just changed like three champions at the same anniversary. So we had new champions like Eddie Edwards was crowned the World Champion. Chris Bay was just crowned the X Division Champion. And then Deanna Peraza was crowned the Knockouts Champion after beating Jordan Grace. And then recently on the Impact after Slammiversary, we had the Motor City Machine Guns who had just returned back to Impact Wrestling. And they won the World Tag Team titles against North. So I would say that with the World Title, it's really messy right now because, you know, they each, each champion that they've had so far hasn't held the title too long. And they've either left the company or they've, you know... Held the held the title hostage, i.e. Tessa Blanchard. So <laughs> what Eddie's so what Eddie's trying to do is bring stability back to the world title scene by doing open challenges, and he wants the title to be defended every single week, which I appreciate the most because that title hasn't been defended in over like five months, which is insane. Sammy Callahan still hasn't gotten his rematch yet after losing the belt to Tessa, and okay. Tessa hasn't done much with the belt since she won it. She defended it once in like a 10 minute match against Taya Valkyrie. So I'm ready to see what the world champion can do, what Eddie can do with the belt and how he can bring the prestige back to the belt. Chris Bay, who is now the new X division champion. He's, he calls himself the ultimate finesser. So he's trying to bring finesse or showmanship and say that he's better than everybody and bring finesse to the X division. So I'm pretty high on him. I want to see what he can do. He hasn't really wowed me too much yet, but he has a lot of potential so I want to see what he can do with the belt since winning it off of Willie Mack. And Dion Perrazzo, she is not signed to Impact yet, but she's working on a pre-appearance contract. So it was interesting. So people were like, why is she the Impact Knockouts champion if she's not signed to a full-time contract with the company? And I think that it's just Impact showing that they have a lot of faith and trust in Deanna to carry the division on and they're trying to um, they're trying to use her character and show and show that WWE failed where failed in succeeding because you know she has a lot of potential and everything. And um, who else I got here? The Motor City Machine Guns. I do not know too much about them since I started watching 
Impact Wrestling, I would say in December of 2010, and they had won. And by when I look, went to go look up the champions, they had won. They had their first run with the titles back in July of 2010. So it's been a long time since they have held gold, well, tag team gold in Impact or TNA. So now we're just scratching the surface of seeing what they can do. And now in 2020, after coming back and reforming, and the I wouldn't I want to say. TNA World Heavyweight Champion because you know Impact doesn't recognize the TNA title, but I think Moose is my guy. He's my champion. I enjoy yeah, everything that he does. Him. I enjoy I enjoy everything that he does. I love Moose so much. Arrogant, smart. He thinks he's better than everybody. Really great in the ring, and he's like over three hundred pounds and doing moonsaults and flips, so he can go with anybody. And he's been really good and dominant as champion. So. There's only there's only like an upside for moves. He can only go up from here. Cool. Oh. Oh, did you? Yeah, did yeah. You I was, yeah, I was gonna say since I actually watched uh, back in that time a lot more. Um, Mo- Motor City Machine Guns are actually a really decent squad. Chris Saban and Alex Shelley are phenomenal in ring. Uh, we actually just saw Alex Shelley in the Dusty Rhodes Classic when he yep. teamed up with Kushida. And they were, it was a time bros or something oh, yeah. like that, but yeah. But um, no, I've always liked both guys. Uh, Saban and Shelly are phenomenal. Um, I, I do have one other question to start with, but Austin Aries hasn't re-signed with TNA, has he? No, I don't think he will go back to TNA or Impact, TNA slash Impact after what went down at Bound for Glory when he lost, when he dropped the title to Johnny Impact. So I don't think he'll be back with them. Okay, that's I, that's what I thought. I was just double checking on that. All right, I'm good. All now. right, okay. And uh, when Michigan, uh, uh, the North, they had held the tag titles. If I'm mistaken, they held them for quite a while, right? Yeah, they held them for 366 days. Ooh, year. They broke the year mark. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so speaking of Diana Praza, she came from WWE, and as I said, like in the beginning. Impact's been at the forefront because some of the some of the people who were released from WWE have either re-signed or signed with Impact for the first time. Uh, Good Brothers, EC3 went back, Eric Young went back, and so Heath he's still working on that. <laughs> so, so how do you um, so how do you see these newest signees helping the promotion out? Uh, you well when looking at the new signees for Impact Wrestling, you could tell that each one of them have taken time and went to different promotions like WWE and so on and so forth. And they've each have reinvented themselves and brought and have new characters, new gimmicks. As you can tell with EC3, he has really changed and gone left from his old character being very egotistical and saying that he's better than everybody else and using the Carter name to get to get over and to, to do whatever he wants to do because Dixie Carter was his, you know, his grandmother or whatever. But now EC3 is a whole different person controlling his own narrative and trying to put everything that he's done in the past and blaze a new trail for him. So I could see him being a very key player for TNA and Impact Wrestling as a whole. Right now, it seems like he wants to go backwards, it seems, and attack Moose and go back after the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. So I, so I'm not too. I I would love to see the match, but you know, I don't think that he needs to 
go backwards. He tries. He needs to move forward and possibly go for the world, the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. But you know, it's to be seen. He's Slater. He's you know, he's trying right now. All he's done is snuck into the close set. So you know, he's trying. He's now he's now he has a match against Moose this week coming up to earn himself a contract, possibly win the world, possibly win the world championship. So who knows? Maybe he could. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe he could be. Maybe he could be world champion. Uh, who else is signed? Eric Young. He's now come back and he's state and he's um trying. He's claimed to. He wants his title back. He wants to be the world champion again. He has taken. He's back to the crazy Eric Young, the maniacal evil Eric Young, and you know he's putting in work. He's putting in business because right now he's taking out the returning Rich Swan. Rich Swan was out for like seven months plus with a leg injury, and now he might be on the shelf again after being attacked by Eric Young at Slammiversary. And now it seems that he set his eyes on Eddie Edwards and the TNA and the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. So he wants to do things on his time. So we'll see how that goes. And who who else has signed with them? Good Brothers. Yeah, the Good Brothers. They I think are going to be more of a slow build. They're not going to try to push them straight to the top quite yet because they're on the, they're on a two year deal. And you know I guess the Good Brothers signing with Impact is great for the Impact Wrestling as a whole, as they can work on their working relationship with New Japan, because back in the day, they used to have a relationship with New Japan, and you saw guys like Tanahashi and Okada come in and have one-off matches with guys on the TNA roster, so with the Good Brothers coming back, they can help solidify another working relationship with them, and it'll be interesting to see like Tanahashi and Okada and Jay White and guys like them from um, from Japan coming over and mixing up with the Impact guys. So I see Good Brothers being a really a real asset to the company as a whole and the tag division because the tag division in Impact, uh, Impact right now is kind of weak per se because, you know, not really, there's not really too many people who are serious contenders for the, um, for the championship as, you, as the North has held the titles for 366 days since they won it during a leap year last year. And they've taken out basically everybody. So who is who is next to step up to the now the new champions, the Mercedes Machine Guns, after they've taken out the North? And uh, we have a new person who's coming, who's coming. But I've heard that he's been in TNA before, and that's the former Kurt Hawkins. So I don't know anything oh, yeah. about his run. Yeah, I don't know anything about his run in TNA. People say that he's been in there before, but what I've seen, he's only had like one match and. So I just want to see what he can do in the ring for TNA and Impact. Yeah, definitely a lot of changes going on over there and a lot of developments and everything. So one one more question that I wasn't on the list. Do you think they'll ever drop the knockout's name? I don't think they'll ever drop the knockout's name because that's something that they want to be known for. They want to stand out and not be like, you know, typical, oh, you know, the women's division, I guess. So that's what, they, so they just want to like stand out and say that they're knockouts because yes, they're beautiful ladies, but also they're going out there and putting out killer and knockout matches. Oh yeah. No, it's like, I've been, uh, since I've been doing like the women's rankings the last few weeks and everything, I'm starting to watch it like little by little. And mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they look cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, this was definitely helpful. Uh, helpful. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hit us with your uh, social media. Where, where, uh, where can everyone follow you at? All right, you can follow me on Twitter at WNW Jacob, and you can also follow Russell News World and check out all my impact coverage and previews and opinion articles, recaps, and all. 
and also your women's rankings as well at WNW News on Twitter. Yeah, it's like Tuesday, Tuesday's the previews, and by Wednesday he has the recaps up, and then yeah, he's always like posting every kind of every kind of impact stuff one way or another. No, but seriously, thank you so much for coming on, Javon. We really appreciate it, and I'll see you on the group chat. <laughs> All right, thank you for having me. Peace. Have a good one. Bye. Alrighty. So, all right. I, I started this show off with this. Let's get into it because I know some people weren't happy on, on Twitter after this happened on Monday. And the three of us, we were kind of like spatting off on our text messages together about this. Uh, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match on Monday, Asuka defending against Sasha Banks, Stephanie McMahon put in the stipulation you can lose by count out qualification, submission, pinfall, or interference. And the, the count-out part definitely came into play when Asuka got counted out and Sasha ended, ended up winning the title. So I'll, I'll just save the BS. Kayla, your thoughts? Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Sasha Banks for becoming a five-time champ. She currently holds the record at five times for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give her that. Um, but as far as the ending, I really hated how it sucked. Like, it just, I don't know. It's just a part of me was thinking, well, maybe Sasha will get it. A part of me was saying, well, maybe Oscar retained. Yeah. And then it was just like, and then I was figured, well, maybe if Oscar lose it, maybe it'll be a different way. But in my opinion, in my opinion, I didn't like how she won. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of wrong because Oscar got herself counted out. But in reality, if you think about it logically, Bailey Steele got interfered with that match because what did she do? She targeted Kyrie Sane, knowing they that Oscar. They were in the Oscar- back. It don't matter. That's still interference. <laughs> but anyway, so in a way, she did get interfered. It may have been in the back. She used her brain on that. But I kind of wish it would have been a little bit different of Asuka losing the title. So, um, once again, congratulations, Sasha. I, yeah, it, I, I didn't like the ending to it. It should have been a, it should have been a little bit better. They should have made the match a little bit more full of domination than what they did. Because honestly, Asuka is better than that. Asuka deserves, you know more opportunities than what she gets so i was just a little disappointed how sasha became champion but don't get me wrong i'm glad that she did she's in that spotlight again but not that way definitely not that way so i'm so happy she has another singles title it's been a long time it's been a long time coming yes i wish it was a smackdown one first against bailey but we'll get to that eventually but i'm glad she has another singles title I just wish it was more of a decisive victory, but I do see kind of like the logic behind it because neither one of them made a pin, neither one of them submitted, so it does keep both of the women strong, and this does keep the storyline going, and uh, we might get uh, Kana coming out a little bit because I know Asuka's going to go apeshit sooner or later. (laughs) But, um, But overall, I was actually happy that Sasha has another single title. So, <sighs> so Jolie? Ah, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Where do I start? Uh, <laughs> look, um, as much as I am a proponent and a supporter of the four horsewomen, I have to play devil's advocate for the minute. 
and be like, what the fuck? Why do all four of these women hold the gold? Yes, I know it's kind of like a shout out to when Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H held all the gold kind of at one point. Um, But it's just frustrating because... I feel like they have finally once again screwed over Asuka, who was rightfully picked by Becky Lynch. And newsflash, you ignorant and stupid, stupid, stupid Karens and Kevins of the world, of the wrestling community, internet wrestling community. The title was in the briefcase. They just didn't know that the title was in the briefcase. Therefore, it was a title match. Oh, yeah. Stop bitching and saying that Becky Lynch just handed it over to Asuka. Becky Lynch wrestled Shayna Baszler pregnant. Shut the fuck up. So that has been the biggest complaint. And I mean, even with, with Sasha getting in on it. And the only beautiful thing about this is that when Becky comes back, she already has at least two or three feuds to come oh, home yeah. to. Um, yeah. But with that being said, um, the ending of the match for me actually kind of hurt because we're all going to miss Kyrie Sane. And yeah. if that's, I get that that's how she wanted to go out. That she was okay with this way going out. I mean, she had won her match against Bailey previously, the Monday before. So she got to go out on technically a win. Yes, she was jumped from behind after she chased Bailey out to protect Asuka. And so it's just it's just frustrating that that was the way that she went out. And of course, Ember Moon had to put her two cents in it and say that they should have run her over with the. Uh, Forklift. Yeah, thank you. I was thinking pitchfork. Why the fuck am I saying pitchfork in my head? <laughs> Forklift. Forklift. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, woman. And then I read the rest of her article and she's saying, like, you know, there's so many women sitting at home, like, well, no, you've got Naomi and Lacey in a non title feud, Shayna and Sasha in a non title feud, the Iconics versus Ruby Riot and Bianca in a non title feud. So you actually have women that are having storylines that's not involving the title. So it makes sense. Um, Now to flip it on to the fact that it's the four horsemen. I am fucking ecstatic that they have all the gold kind of. Again, I'm just angry that it has to be at Asuka's expense because this is the technically the second time that she has had to lose the title for a storyline to continue. Mm-hmm. But if we get Kana out of this, <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's like I showed the picture of Kana to my husband and everything, and it's just like he he hadn't even seen the old pictures of Kana yet and everything. So I think we can come out of this with like three things. Uh, number one, thank God Kaylee's in Europe. Kaylee Ray's in Europe, so they can't even touch her. Uh, number two, they need to leave EO alone. Oh, Eo's gonna fucking kill them. <laughs> you saw, you saw on NXT when she gave that salute. That was to Kyrie. Yeah, I did see that. And number three, yeah, Oscar's uh, gonna go ape shit. Now, here's the question, Jolie: Who's she gonna target first? Oh, she's going after Bailey. 
no ifs, ands, or buts. If I was her, I would go after Bailey because she went after Kyrie. Mm-hmm. She decided to target the head, which has been an issue for her. Which, again, I do like the fact that they use that as storyline. You know, thank you, Nia Jax. Um, so that is a very, like, she went after it. So Bailey has been on my forefront that she was going to go after. I was hoping she would show up on SmackDown last night, even if just her music played, just to <laughs> scare Bailey, even if Bailey did right. retain. But I still would have enjoyed that. Uh, but then I think flip side, that proved to Sasha that Bailey doesn't have her back and she targets Sasha like attack Sasha when Bailey has a match or especially if it's a title match because Asuka gave up the title to save her friend right would Bailey do the same for Sasha so my mind is twofold but I really wanted to go after Bailey first okay all right Kayla you agree um definitely um first target is definitely gonna be Bailey um because I was reading something they's called Kyrie's out a career threatened injury even though it's really not um which that'd be even a better way to target a little bit more of Asuka like hey you just you just injured my friend where she can't wrestle no more um so yeah Bailey Doe Straps needs to sleep with one eye open because she's got the Empress of Tomorrow coming after her. Regardless if it's now, in a few days, later, whatever. Yeah, Bailey. Actually, no, Bailey. Sleep with both eyes open because you're going to need it. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, Bailey and Sasha, they're the women's tag team champions. Sasha has the Raw Women's Champion. Bailey has the SmackDown Women's Champion. So, Kayla, what what title are they dropping first? Um, I had to choose. It's kind of up in the up in the air a little bit because I thought about it. Like Jolie has said something about um um thought about it a little bit where um Bailey might lose the title for Sasha so Sasha can retain hers or if they want to split Bailey and Sasha up um necessarily lose the tag team titles so um I'm definitely going to probably go say tag titles cuz I don't think I see Bailey or Sasha losing the single title just yet okay all right Jolie well apparently Kayla is near Charlotte Flair with the woos <laughs> so um we know she's not winning of those titles but speaking of Charlotte, we do wish her a speedy recovery on her surgery. Yep. Uh, so we heard that went well. But considering that there's a picture floating on the internet posted by one Natty to Paul's Nine Heart, and La- excuse me, <laughs> Lana. God, I can't say her name without wanting to throw up. Oh, gosh. The ex-Mrs. Bobby Lashley. There we go. That was better. Yeah, figure it out a different way. <laughs> um, holding the tag titles. Now, to me, that's a slap in the face because that shouldn't be the person that wins the tag titles with Natty. And in all honesty, the future ex-Mrs. Bobby Lashley doesn't even deserve to hold a title in that company. Now, if mm-hmm. she holds a title before the likes of Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot, I, I will find her, and I will sp- 
bitch slapper with the title belt. Oh, God. I would rather the Iconics win the titles again over the over Lana. I'm sorry. That bad, huh? I mean, look. I mean, you can't deny that the at least the Iconics know how to wrestle. I mean, true. Peyton looked amazing in the one singles match she had against Ruby before mm-hmm. losing to her. Right. So they Peyton does have the skill. So I that's why I say like I don't know what skills besides being on her knees that Lana has. Oh. <laughs> um so I feel that the tag titles will be the ones that are lost first. Mm-hmm. I don't see them taking away the title just yet from Sasha. However, they there could be interference via a certain brunette saying, well, Sasha, you didn't actually win these legally, the title legally, so you're going to face Asuka again at SummerSlam. So I wouldn't be too upset if Stephanie McMahon decided to poke her nose in business that <laughs> needs to be poked into. So Steph, please fix this. <laughs> please. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, it would suck to see Sasha lose the title again so fast because she does have the, the tendency to be in a pay-per-view and lose the title. Right. Um. So... That's my only issue is like I don't want her to lose a title because she's earned the right to hold the titles because she has been there for so long. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it should not have come at the expense of Asuka, who is arguably probably the one of the best women on that roster right now. Right. I mean, if you're going to do a top five, it would be Asuka. Actually, people that are active be Asuka, Shayna, Sasha, Bianca, and then Bailey. So you got three people on there that, you know, really deserve a title run. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the tag titles are going to drop first. I did see that, um, I did see that picture with Nanny and Lana, and I hope that's a damn joke because that would be utterly ridiculous if they ended up, if they ended up winning the titles. I am actually going to agree with Jolie on this. If I if it came down to Natty and Lana, I love Natty to death, but with Lana, that would be a mistake. But um, I would definitely have to choose. I cannot believe I'm saying this, dear Lord, help me. I would rather see the Iconics become champions again before Lana and Natty. Yeah. Okay. I'm going. Uh, oh, that burned. Okay, I'm shutting up now. Did did, did did you get your temperature taken when you got to the hotel? Are you sick? That's, I, I think I am. I think I'm coming down with it. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, yeah. But no, I do. Yeah. But I do have to agree. I mean, Billy Kay and Peyton, they got the moves. They may be annoying. They may, may not be on my favorite tag team. Um, I do have to say that. But at least they can do something in the ring. What's Lana? Hello, I'm Lana. Shut up. No, it ain't going to work that way. So, yes, you heard me correctly. I would rather the Iconics become champions again. But that does not mean I like them. 
Okay, that was never, you'll never hear me say that again. That's the nicest thing you'll ever hear me say about the Iconics. Uh, Carolina <laughs> boss ladies, hushy now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, I thought about this the other day. I'm going to start like a can of worms like list and because it's like with like uh, phrases or topics that opens up a can of worms for each of us. And it's like, I think like the Iconics is one for you, Kayla. Becky's pregnancies one for you, Jolie, because it's like you always refer to it as a parasite, and like you you, cur- you curse out Seth every time it every time it gets mentioned and stuff. <laughs> so it's like I got I I gotta start making up that list. <laughs> you want to talk about a can of worms, and we really need to talk about the uh, Secky fan base that kind of can't leave them alone. I mean, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ on a crutch. Yeah, Don't- that's another. Those people are fucking Looney Tunes. I mean, I've seen some fucked up fans before. I mean, (laughs) you've got your JDs from NYs who call themselves the Messiahs, the Internet Records, whatever. DJ Storms, Carbuncle, who's probably one of the most racist, transphobic jackasses that follows Lacey Evans so far up her ass, you know, that he stalks her on Instagram Live. Um, I mean, the fan base is fucking, fucking Looney Tunes, but some of these people are going way too fucking far. Mm -hmm. Like, Really fucking far. <laughs> so, yeah, we need and, to do that episode. Yeah, and uh, and it's like, uh, of course, like, a can of warmth. I'm not even going to mention WWE shop. <laughs> but I'll leave it at that. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. Let's see. What's on the next topic list? Uh, I, I, I think that, um, that Cameron Grimes is actually going to be getting a shirt soon. <laughs> oh, God, no! Why? Damn you, WWE shop. Where the hell is Mojo Raleigh's shirt? End of story. <laughs> Dexter Lewis has one. Finn Balor has gotten, like, two. And then, hold up, hold up. Karrion Cross. no offense. I love the guy to death. He's gotten two now. And he, where's Mojo's? He don't got it. I, he I, got I one it. and submitted to him. I'm going to have to at this point. <laughs> exactly. There you go. All right. NXT. Let's let's shift it to NXT before Carolina boss lady blows her blows her top over there. Okay, so last couple of weeks we've been having the triple threats for the North American title, and shockers is an understatement on both of these um, results because it's like you think one it's going to go one way, but it's going to go another. So the first one, the triple threat, Bronson Reed, so happy for him, picked up the win over Roger. Stronger Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano, and then this past week, Finn was like practically the overall favorite going into the match, but Dexter Loomis pulled out their win against Finn and Timothy Thatcher. So it's like you see with the way this, it's like they're actually not they're not they're giving people who haven't held the held the title before a chance, but they're also giving people who haven't like even been in the title picture before a chance at it, and it's it, it's very intriguing how this is all playing out. So, Jolie, what do you think about all this? I'm actually loving it, to be really honest. I have liked Bronson Reed ever since he I first saw him. I like when a big guy can move around and do what they do. Um, plus, I'm always a sucker for the Aussie New Zealanders. Yes, I know that they're two different people, but I just love that whole area in general. Um, and they're Kiwis, not New Zealanders. I should be shunned for that one. Uh, but that's beside the point. Um, Dexter, total blindside with that one. But I actually kind of said that I was 
kind of hoping he would have won, that he was my dark horse for that match. But because everybody knows I love Finn Balor, always been a Finn fan. So, but again, I look at it this way: you had the most epic match of the night being between Roddy and Johnny. I mean, that was beautiful transitional pure wrestling match and so I think that we can get the same kind of thing out of Thatcher and Finn if we had to so I think it sets up for different feuds which is great it's what's needed and I'm kind of intrigued because we've got this new guy coming this week Ridge oh he's a ex rugby player I just remember his name is Ridge like Holland or yeah, something like that. Rich Holland. Uh, then you've got uh, Damian Priest, who is the front runner, and I forget who the third is. But it's like oh, Oni Larkin. Oh yeah, so those three. It's like I don't know who the hell to root for because I like all three. Yeah, I mean Damian definitely deserves a title run. I mean, like I said a couple months ago when he first went, uh, went when he first came out with his little his uh, his Viagra stick. And was hitting people on the knees. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, when he was being the bully, I was like, you know, he, he's going to get the title. It's just not right now. So I'm, I'm kind of torn on that one. But it's like, okay, this rugby player kind of intrigues me. And Oni Lorkin is a tough son of a bitch. And I like him, too. I mean, I've met Oni, so he's kind of quirky but cool. And... Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of torn, but I like the fact that you have not the name, not the normal superstars, you know, going for the titles, not the Roddies, the Garganos, the Finns, even the Thatcher. Like, Thatcher is well-known, and I have a feeling that he might be joining a certain saluting group soon. Um, I feel that he's joining um, Imperium once we can get Imperium over here. Oh. Okay. That's because he actually has a history with Walter. Uh, so okay. that, that, that's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens with that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. No, like they threw, they, they, NXT threw a giant ass curveball. I'm excited to see what happens. Like, seriously excited to see what happens. And kind of can't wait for the uh, TakeOver Pornhub edition. They, they had to realize that Triple X was going to get them shitted on. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. They had to figure out the starting in another way. Yeah, and I would like to point out one thing before we move any further. Dear Chris Jericho, while you are the demo god, you can't beat Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, and Tegan Knox. They still had more people watching them over you at the start of your little t-shirt company show. Fuck you! And on that note, Kayla, what are you thinking about the uh, North American title picture? Um, I do have to admit, I was very, I was disappointed that Finn did not get in there. Um, however, I do have to agree that I like the um, opportunities that are given people that's never been into the um, title pitcher. Um, I'm beginning to like Brunson Reed, so I was very happy for him. Um, Dexter Loomis, his creepiness in the ring 
how he climbs. I don't know, but yeah, um, I really actually started liking him in the ring. So I was kind of excited when he won. Um, so I'm actually really excited to see how they're going to make this tournament. So either way at this point with the people that's never had a title, I'm actually looking really excited. So, um, I think it's actually a good twist. Like you, like Julie said, these are people that actually really has never held a title. So, um, so I think it would be a good opportunity for all of them to hopefully, um, get a good opportunity, whoever it may be, um, in this chance. So, Hey, at this point, we don't know. It could be someone totally off the wall. Um, but right now we got Brunson Reed and Dexter Loomis in there. So either way, I'd be happy with either one of them. Because, like I said, I fell for, not fell for them. Basically started liking them as uh, wrestlers and athletics. So Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's definitely shaping up to be an interesting picture. So we'll definitely have to see how it plays out. All right. So speaking of title pictures, um, let's say, uh, yeah, things are starting to get heated get really, really heated uh, between uh, NXT champion Keith Lee and Mr. Karrion Cross, And everything's so heated to the fact that Mr. Lee comes straight out to the ring on Wednesday, not in his usual manner, pissed off and cursing up a storm. Even cursing up a storm so much that his girlfriend Mia Yim had her own reactions on Twitter about it. And Cameron Grimes, you're the biggest idiot in the world. Coming out, talking that schmack when he, when this over 300-pound man is in the ring pissed off. Yeah, you're an idiot. So, anyways, Kayla, how do you see this all playing out between them two? Between Lee and Cross? As much as I would like to see him as a champion, Cross, I don't know if they will. I know the feud is not going to end here um, because Keith is obviously very, very upset. He's angry. Um, I'm excited for this feud a little bit, but I'm really afraid to see how they're going to use Cross because I've known um, he didn't get used well in other wrestling brands that he was in, Lucha. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't get used very well in Impact, you know, so... Um, it's just, it's just a matter of cat and mouse right now. How are they going to use them? Are they going to screw Keith over? Um, are they going to give the cross or they're just going to build it all up and bury it down? Um, so as far as this feud, I don't think it's over anytime soon. Um, definitely if you like back up to the whole Oscar and Kyrie thing, you strike somebody's good friend, they're, they're going to fight back. They're not going to, you know, give up. Um, so I just got to say either Cross is going to bask in his glory or I don't know leave at this point maybe TikTok I don't know I'm just I'm just confused right now with this feud you know it's just like it's a win-win situation either way um I think Keith does deserve where he's at right now he's worked to where he's at um Cross yeah he just came into the company but then again you know he would be good so I don't know I'm just I'm torn between this feud right now so Okay. No, no, definitely understand that. I have a bad, 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 bad feeling. Cross is going to cross. Cross is going to cross the line, and uh, Mia Yim unfortunately may suffer a consequence because of this. 
I I hate I don't I hope it doesn't get to that, but uh, Karen might be a little crazy to do so, but who knows? We'll see. Jolie, I don't see him going after Mia per se. I see Scarlet going after Mia. Yeah. Which yes, please a million times yes, Doug. I would love to see that. This whole killer cross, uh, carrying cross versus Keith Lee. Again, I go back to what I called it last week, Rocky Four. It's, you know, I must break you. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. So basically, Carrion has all the cards. He's He has Keith where he wants him. Now, I don't see their first match being for the title. I see it being a non-title match, hopefully at TakeOver. Um, and I could see Carrion winning. And then that way, it protects the title. Keith still becomes is still a champion, but also puts in his head that, oh, well, I beat him once. I can beat him again for the title. All right. So that sets up for another takeover or even on a Wednesday night where they, they just want to try to bring eyes to the show, which I think would be completely awesome is having the title match change or title change title, change, ugh, a title change hands on the TV. One thing. Yes. Carrying Cross is calculated. He's deadly. And you're right. They didn't use him right in Lucha. They didn't use him. They definitely didn't use him right in Impact. I feel that he has a lot more creative freedom with his character here. I feel that that was the one way that they were going to able to get him into the WWE. And I feel that's also going to be what propels him, even when he gets up to main roster, that he will have a lot more creative freedoms like the Seth Rollinses and Rey Mysterio which just came out with that Vince did not even have his hand in the eye for an eye match. That was purely those two. So I feel that this gives Carrion a much better way to play this. And I love the fact that we got to see the lovely William Regal saying, you know, buck up sunshines. I'm the one in charge, not you. I make the title matches, not you. So, you know, Carrion is going to do something devious to, to push, to push Keith over the edge. And again, like you said, it might lead to him coming after Mia Yim in the, in the form of Scarlet, which again, I am 100% all for. Um, but yeah, no, it's the, when these two finally come blows, I love the mind games. I love everything that's going on right now. It act, this actually makes NXT a lot more exciting to me. I mean, I was reading on Wednesday. I normally read what goes on AEW and NXT because I watch NXT. So I try to see what the other show is doing. And it's like this had so, this week's episodes had so much more continuity storylines being pushed. I'm like reading that stuff, what this going on over there. And you've got MJF giving a Donald Trump like speech. And I'm just like, the f- I'm just going to watch wrestling. <laughs> um, I mean, just because, like, you know, I like the fact that there's continuity and, you know, I felt bad for Captain Caveman because his ass got blasted back to the Stone Age. I mean, I'm surprised he was still walking after that spirit bomb. He sold the hell out of it. I mean, that's probably that's the shirt they need to make. Cameron Grimes, Captain Caveman. And, and unfortunately, it's not over because they're coming to blows on Wednesday. Well, he's going to get spirit bombed twice through the ring. I guarantee you. He, Carrion's going to show up. And he, he's going to do something, and it's just going to piss Keith off. And Cameron Grimes is going to be, pow, right in the kisser. Straight to the moon, Alice. Straight to the moon. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's like, Cameron, you're an idiot. And Wednesday just proved it. 
severely. Okay, so another intriguing fact, intriguing setup that happened was end of Friday Night SmackDown. Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's Championship. Nikki was visibly upset. Lexa was trying to cheer her up, but Nikki pushed her and walked off. Left poor Lexa in the ring. What we weren't expecting was the Fiend to show up. And it's like, at first, it's like, yeah, maybe trying to scare her, but no, he ends up giving her the mandible claw and blacking out, and the, everything went black. And, and the first thing I thought about when I saw that, and I was like going, ooh, that is a big F you to Braun. Jolie, would you agree? Oh, that was fucking fantastic. Yes, it was an F you towards Braun. It was a, where are you? Fine, I'm going to go after people that you care about. So this makes me wonder, are they going to bring Nicholas back? But <laughs> Don't bring the kids into it. <laughs> but honestly, you know, and, and I'm wondering if this is going to make Nikki go crazy as well. We, we, this, this also might, because Nikki might feel guilty, so we don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, I understood Nikki pushing her away and being upset, you know, because she was more angry at herself than she was at Alexa, but she just didn't want to be consoled. And so Alexa gets left in the ring. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Shows it just turned fucking red. Motherfucker, they brought back the red light. Fuck. Oh shit. Oh my. Holy. They they just did that. Wow. And I I couldn't. I was literally about to turn it off. And that happened. I was just like, oh my god. Props to Miss Bliss for trusting Mr. Bray to not hurt her or harm her in any way. And. I mean, I actually am kind of digging the new format of SmackDown with them coming out with the title, like the matches that are on first. And then when he did Firefly Funhouse and he said, nobody's safe and you're watching the show and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then he shows up and nobody is safe. It's like, damn, they really meant nobody. Mm -hmm. So this actually, I will say this, this week's episode of, of SmackDown was definitely a decent show. So, but that ending, whew. What did I think about it? Um, I am in the hotel room just sitting there like, okay, Nikki pushed Alexa. This is going to get interesting. And then all of a sudden I hear the noises. It went dark. My exact words was, what the hell? (laughs) That's all I said. And then I kept was like, okay, this, this is a strike at Braun Strowman. Um, because he cares about her. This could be a strike at Nikki Cross. Like Julie said. Bring back that Nikki that we've all been wanting to see. Um, Might kind of make her feel like. Oh gosh. She was my best friend. Um, She got attacked. But then a part of me was thinking. Everybody that the Fiend has gone after. Has changed. So what if. It's another Glitter, sparkle, bliss. What if Alexa goes back to her blissful self, not her spiteful self? So that is what I was thinking all day. Is like, is she going to go back to that or what? Um, So at this point, I think the Fiend is basically striking at Braun every way he can. Or is it going towards Nikki or changing Alexa? Or is he going to take her to the swamp and make her the official sister Abigail? Um, but like I said, um, this is the story that can go anywhere right now. And 
I've never been too much of a fan for the Fiend or Bray in general. But now that he involved one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, once again, because the one for Finn kind of died. So um, now you bring Alexa into the picture, which is a girl. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where this goes with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss next. Right. Oh, man. Okay, so I know I didn't have, I know I didn't have this lined up, but I had something, I, something came up, or some, I thought after Friday Smackdown, it felt like, I wanted to ask y'all about this, I, and I even put this out on Twitter. With the Kabuki Warriors pretty much disbanded now, because Kyrie's left, and Bliss and possibly splitting up, we don't know that yet, but possibly splitting up, it's like, Kayla, what, I mean, where's the tag team division going now? Um, Golly. Um, that's an actually difficult question because, like I said, with Kabuki Warriors gone, mm-hmm. um, obviously, maybe you can almost say you got maybe Nikki and Lexi's done. Um, dang. So basically, just start teaming people up now. I mean, just start throwing them together. I mean, well, obviously, no, I'm just kidding. Don't start doing that because <laughs> look where we got with Natty and Lana. That ain't going to. But no, but um, I don't know. I still kind of dig. I do want to see the whole Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair. That would be a very, very strong tag team to go after the titles to make that build up. Um, heck, drop down to NXT, Saucy Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I don't. They really don't have any much of a tag team. So right now, the women's division tag team is kind of like stale a little bit. Um, okay. So they do need to, you know, spice up a little bit. They need to put some more team. At this point, I don't know, put Nia Jackson and Tamina back together or something. Just start building your women's tag team. Um, because right now, if you want to be logic, your only two strong tag teams now are Bailey and Sasha and the yeah. freaking iconics. Uh, you, you know, I was going to say, you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. I iconic! Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Jolly, Jolly, what you think? Uh, 100% agree with they need to do something with the tag division. I mean, you got Mandy and Sonya feuding. I mean, Mandy got butchered by Sonya, so there's that. Um, but no, uh, so, like, I would actually honestly love to see two NXT girls get it. Maybe, um, maybe, um, Shotzi and Tegan or even, um, Dakota and Candice, because I heard they might be breaking up, uh, Raquel and Dakota. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, apparently it, it actually, I heard that it could be, uh, for difference of opinions. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but oh, we haven't seen much okay. of her. So, right. But there's that, and there's, I mean, trying to think. Nobody knows where the hell Liv Morgan is again. She just fucking disappeared. Mm-hmm. So technically, all you have is the Iconics, Sasha and Bailey. Uh, if they hook up Tamina and Naya, or Tamina and Naomi, I'd be okay with that. Uh, let's see. On Raw, yeah, there's, unless... You know, one of the two horsewomen come up, which they both can't do shit. So, <laughs> honestly, I think their best bet is if they're going to drop it, drop it to 
the, the likes of Tegan and Shotzi who can actually be the ones. And so I think that they've got the better skills out of everybody that could come up main roster. Um, I would love to see them more up and uh, going against some of the girls. Plus, I would love to see just Ruby versus Shotzi. <laughs> but uh, but uh, breaking news, breaking news. This was just released, I think, a couple hours ago. And I don't know if any of you saw this. I don't know if it was a couple hours ago or this past hour. Well, I... uh, Taya Conte will be in the um, women's tag team thingamajigger on AEW. So she ha- is... Oh. Uh, so Ty Conti is actually going to be a, a Ty, oh, I forget how you say her name. She's actually going to be on the After Dark special for the women's tag team battle. The tag team cup. Yeah, the tag team cup. Yeah, it's like, what's it's, I hope they put some of that on actually on Dynamite because if the whole thing's going to be on Dark, then what's the point? If the whole thing's on Dark, they just basically said, well, yeah, you guys get a tournament, but yeah, we're not going to put you on national TV because we know we're not going to be able to beat anything that NXT does. Whatever. Whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> oh, no, I am. But it's just like, all right, you, this, again, this has been my biggest gripe with them is that they sit they're, they're going to treat their women's division better. Where? How? <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Alrighty. So, yeah, that's... Uh... That's a hell of a that's a hell of a show. That that would be like one enough of a like about half of a show right there. So I think I'll just leave it at that. Alrighty. So that's all the time that we have for this week's episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>